0: Welcome to the Maven's Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman.
1: Hello, everybody. Here we are again for another Maven's Do It Better podcast. And I am super excited to have uh, Laura and Mazura on. Uh, this podcast, as you know, is where we interview mavens who bring an extraordinary light to our world. So Laura Ann, thank you for coming on the show today. Hello. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Hello to you. Yay. Well, uh, we, gosh, so first of all, we we got to meet at a dear friend, uh, mutual friend's uh, birthday party that happened just, well, sort of in the midst of a pre-pandemic, I guess, if you will, um, yeah. sort of in the middle of everything going on when we all figured out that this was happening um, in Joshua Tree, and I got to meet Laura Ann and also try some of her jams. And uh, you have a, an amazing business! Wow, thank
2: you. I yeah. know, and it was kind of um, kind of an accidental thing that just happened out of something I enjoyed doing. Right. So I made jam kind of for fun and it just, it ended up becoming a job. And over the years, it's just grown a little more and a little more and a little more. Mm -hmm. And, um, and organically as they say in the biz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All puns intended, Um, right? Yeah.
2: All all puns intended. So, um, it's just, it's been something I've done since I moved to California. I'm from Chicago, which is where our mutual friend is. From.
1: where Ali so, Sue's from yes shout out Ali Sue yay
2: yes thank you for the wonderful like last laugh party <laughs> before the shutdown it's so funny I've been so grateful for that get together because it was um, I mean for everybody listening like right before this happened we all kind of knew something was coming and mm-hmm. at that point some places had uh, already shut down. It was literally the weekend before the Tuesday that all of California got laid off, yeah, right? Right. Um, so they were doing like a slow close and then there were some hot spot areas. So it was interesting because it was um, a birthday party with people that flew in from all over. So there was definitely my first taste of hesitant to like shake someone's hand or give someone a hug. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because we didn't have, we barely had any information about this. So I mm-hmm. wasn't sure how to do it. And, um,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, but I'm so glad I got all those last hugs in. <laughs> and, 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 I no one, and no one's sick. And, you know, we had a wonderful yeah. time and the music was lovely. And just, it's always so nice to meet other people i i don't know if it's just getting older that your filter gets better as you get older um but this was our friend our mutual friend's 50th birthday party so most people were clocking in about that same age a little more a little less on either side yeah but um i found that even if you go to a friend of a friend's party there seems to be a lot of you know like Mutual things in common, or it's already your tribe, so yeah, I think there's also something to having the um friends that where you don't need a filter because they already do it for you, like they already weeded out all the cool people, so it was just a get together, super cool,
0: yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: no, I agree with you completely. It was one of those, it was, it was sort of the the last big gathering that I've been to for sure, and uh, Yeah. yeah, and yeah where where did you i'm so glad oh you totally. Was it was really really lovely and fun to celebrate a friend and you know so many people now you know it's like so many events and things that we're having uh to find alternatives for celebration you know um oh, up in virtual land of of celebrations and also dealing with funerals and graduate things things that you know usually we would gather for so yeah it's uh it, it was uh was very special that we got to do that um, for sure and and I got to meet you which was so great. <laughs> you know, where, where, where in Chicago uh, were you?
2: Um, well when I lived in Chicago from 19 until my 30s
0: like I feel
2: like I've in almost like every neighborhood. Yeah. I'm one of those people that when I go back with someone you know from here or someone new to the city and you're driving, you're taking them places. It's like, I live there, I live there, I live there, I live there. Yeah, right. You know, I lived in Wrigleyville for a while. When I left, I was in Wicker Park, um, and I lived up in Uptown. Yeah, I mean, I was all over the place.
1: Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, the reason I ask is because I went to high school in Wheaton. So uh, I,
2: grew up, I grew up in Elk Grove Village, so okay. I went to Elk Grove. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So for, I, so good.
2: yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I went to Wheaton Central when it was still Wheaton Central before it became uh, right. the, the what is it, Mariano's grocery store that it is now, so. Oh,
2: wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of wild. It it was uh, middle school, and then it was in sort of disrepair for a while, and then they eventually sold the land because the land was really, you know, um, valuable and now yeah it's like I think part of the gymnasium you can still see in the grocery store I haven't been there but um but yeah yeah so funny yeah they would have
2: just like left the basketball hoop up or something (laughs) (laughs) a couple couple baskets while you're like in the produce section
1: yep exactly (laughs) it's so funny but yeah so yeah I have a Chicago connection as well yeah I'm from Michigan originally but then uh did high school Chicago yeah Oh, that's cool. And so you so you have you have you have your jam life and then you okay. had this whole other punk rock drummer life. Will you tell everybody about yeah. that too? Yeah. Well that
2: that's, that's past life. Okay. I wish I was still a punk rock drummer. <laughs> I mean I guess I could be, but yeah. I'm so busy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I was in a I was in a band and had a record label. Like in Chicago it was mostly bands, bands, bands like wow. um, my first my first band that I would call like a real band was probably in my 20s. So I started like late in rock and roll world at like 23 maybe and then I was in like band after band and toured and that's how I got into the service industry. Okay. Which um kind of changed everything because I have I guess I've always been interested in cooking. Like I've always enjoyed cooking. And um, being from being from the Midwest, yeah, we would go strawberry picking, berry picking, and then can everything. Um, and this was something that I just assumed everybody did because it was kind okay. of like right. My grandma, yeah, I know. And my mom, like we yeah. would get. There would be something that we did one weekend, and you had to set the whole weekend aside. There was no senior friends. Because it was a day of picking, and the next day was nope. actually, like, washing and canning right. everything, and then the next day's was cleaning, because nope. uh, the
1: pain in the butt, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was hot, too, you know? I think I remember some yeah. of that, you know, it was so, Midwest summers are warm, right? So it was hot. So right. I also remember... Like, I have this vision. I don't think it's true of us doing it in, like, our bras and girdles. Well, that would be my grandmother. But, like, I have a vision of everybody (laughs) just, like, not wearing a whole lot of clothes and aprons, like, or, like, the least shift dress you could wear because it was so hot. Right.
2: You know? it makes sense because you have to do, like, all the water bath stuff. It's funny. When I was a kid, like, now that I understand more professionally, like, the preserving process, right? It was in the 70s when um, they thought... You could just pour, like, wax over the top. Like, yes. we would like, pour wax over it's the jars. Too. Yeah. Which, of course, as a kid, I loved. Because you put no yeah. wax on your fingers. You you're really making good. little stuff. And everyone's yelling at you because you're wasting the wax. But, um, oh, good time. But, of course, now I find out that that doesn't really work. And it was oh. just, you know, made up by, like, a wax company or <laughs> something. <laughs> this is how you
1: Let's sell more wax.
2: Oh my or god! You could do the uh, hot bath process, but we canned everything when I was a kid. We had a big garden yep. when I was a kid, and we mm-hmm. did like tomatoes and beans. And again, okay. I don't know if it's a midwestern thing, because when I moved here, what blew my mind about California is that there was fruit all of the time. Right. And I was fascinated, but then I like obsessively had to can everything.
0: Right.
2: You know? And here, this I like, got a different attitude. I was like, she's crazy. She's climbing up the orange tree again and I'm like but you don't want these to go to waste you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. naturally did that mm-hmm. which is how which is how I got into business honestly like I was more into like the fruit and really excited about the types of fruits that I would find at the farmer's market that's like oh I need to make some jam and send it to my friends in Chicago right And then it just became kind of like a hobby. I went through an ice cream. I'm a foodie. So I went through an ice cream stage. I went through a, you know, and and then in my my jam stage, I happened to be working at a restaurant and my boss, this is a Vietnamese restaurant, I do. And my boss bought a breakfast restaurant Okay. and I would would bring the jams in and just sell them to my coworkers because you can't eat a dozen jams or however many a batch makes, right? Or you could, <laughs> right. I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but since I was like going through my experimental phase, I would bring them to work and just sell them to people for five bucks or something. Yeah. And the boss was like, oh, you should make the jams for my new breakfast joint. Oh, so I wow. started making jams for the restaurant, like out of the restaurant kitchen. It was a right. nice, it's been nice. Like throughout this whole process, mm. I've been in the service industry. Okay. So a lot of people that are starting this business, you know, I was lucky enough to start in a commercial kitchen, okay. understand all of the legalities behind that. Like, I right. think that when people are starting new businesses, um, especially with food, mm-hmm. I don't think they understand, like, the ridiculous amounts of, like, legalities that you have to jump through. Sure. Um, and then that's just cooking. I mean, packaging, that's a whole other ball game. You know, it's like oh, you have to make a yeah. product and you have to put it in something and the product right is putting it in something, making sure it's sealed, making sure your font point size <laughs> on your, like, net grams and you know it has to be the liquid amount oh gosh it's like super like right. oddly complicated for something that's such a simple comfort sure. you know
1: Yeah. well and some <laughs> people want to I had Leslie Savion who was talking about her new bars um, the Savor it stuff and we were talking about that too and just Mm forming a business and then the, the, the added level of what you're talking about. And like, you know, you watch, I've known friends of like my folks who have a kettle corn business and, you know, my dad makes great certain things that he gives away to friends. You know, he makes like a peanut brittle, you know, that he's given away for years and we've always thought we should do that. And then he looked into it and he was like, wow, that's a lot of work. And it's something that you still do, but you have to have a commercial kitchen and you have to have the licenses and all that stuff. And how long did it take you to kind of, Maneuver that stuff, and did you? How did you find help, or did you ask other people, or was it this this uh, fellow that was the restaurant? Or how did how did that work for you?
2: When I first got into it, so my boss asked me to make them for the restaurant, and then someone, it's a true story, like just not dumb luck. I mean, I'm lucky because my stuff's delicious, but <laughs> everybody at the restaurant started requesting. Jars of it, you know, so I would just make it for service. I would make a big vat, put it into a cambro, throw it in the bridge, right? And then, and whatever, I got at the market. So it was like fun for me. I'm like, Yay! what am I going to make this week, you know? And I would make these really interesting flavor combinations and always something simple and regular. So because it is still breakfast, so you don't want to freak people out too much. <laughs> and then I would get to do something fun because it was like a foodie thing. So that was fun. And people started asking for jars of it. So I started just pinching a couple off per batch, put them on the shelf for sale. And Los Angeles Magazine came in, bought one off the shelf, put me in a taste testing, and I won Best of L.A. So I know, like right out of the gate. So, you know, no publicist, just tasty, delicious treat. Yeah. So they called to fact check it. And they were just like, oh, yeah, well, we're about to put you, like, on the cover of Los Angeles Magazine. Could you maybe put up a website? (laughs) You know, because they were like, where do we get your jams? I'm like, oh, I've got it in my purse. Uh, (laughs) I bartend on Saturdays at the Redwood for brunch, stop on by, pick one up. They were like, yeah, could you be a little real? And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll build a website, you know. Built a website. Of course, it crashes, like. The, f- the first day the article goes live, but uh, so I, it, it was like that. Like I was right. making one or two jars pinched off of a restaurant amount, which immediately turned into mass production days wow. where I had to go in and do tons of jams. I got all of these orders the second I opened up because I basically opened up for an article, which is weird but true. Cause I never when I did it, I just did it because I enjoyed it, not because I was thinking about it being an online business. Right. Which I have a lot of wholesale clients here in Los Angeles. But you know, it's probably because of what just happened, all the restaurants closed, like all my restaurant clients, I have a handful that are still in business, mostly just places that are that are allowed to stay open because they're essential but a lot of my clients just are are still not open sure. it's crazy yeah. um so my you know it was like 50 50 and i think it is probably like you know 80 mm-hmm. 20 now except um some of my clients are the grocery delivery like mm-hmm. um this one farm fresh to you which is like a organic grocery delivery in los angeles Right, And I'm one of the things you can add to the basket. Mm. So they've just exploded because everyone's having food delivered to their house. Sure. So um, I was just going to say my wholesale is not as much as my online sales are just, you know, crazy right now like everybody's ordering yay and everybody yeah. jump on in order some jam yeah, was- well, and- <laughs> i am not working in the service industry anymore i'm just
1: selling jam so jam on it All right. yeah well and also uh, the whole i mean everybody I, I mean you look around and you look on you know whatever social media that you like and everybody's baking like people yeah. are like, you know, like digging out, like the, there was a run on flour for goodness sakes, so, you know? So it's like between pancakes and just everything, everything. Well, comfort, we comfort, comfort right? Comfort. Yeah. When
2: warm, we want the house to smell like bread. I'm down. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm doing yeah. the same thing. I've never baked so many cookies, but I got lucky too. Going back to like how things have grown, yeah. different clients. One of my clients is an urban flour mill. Gristed uh, pole. Uh-huh. Her name's Nan. She's amazing. Cool. Um, so, these like really fancy, you know, heirloom, freshly ground, like that kind of like super booty booty yummy, amazing. But so, when I'm there, like dropping off dams for her to sell in her shop, of course, I, like you want to support, you yeah. know, your gal pals or whatever. So, I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab a couple things of flour. And now I'm mailing it to my friends in Chicago. Because you when you get fancy flour, it's you're it's like it's like when you discover nice wine. Yes. Like you're ruined. You can't go back. You're like nope. Darn it, now I have to spend twenty dollars on a bottle of wine every single time. <laughs> I was totally cool with my five dollar on special five cent sale, you know <laughs> but not anymore. And now I'm into fancy flour, which has been
1: that's Fine. hey you know what whatever i mean it's also like good product right i mean a good oh, product it's and local product and farmers yeah. whole, you know that whole but I, it's always
2: I, nice when you know the person that you're buying from yes you know like mm-hmm. it's, it's everything about it's fulfilling it's keeping you know money in the family as they say like in that beautiful circle of giving
0: yep absolutely
2: yeah, it's so important, especially right now, right. everybody that keeps supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and they say with food in general, like everything about it's like healthier for you. Because most of the time, if someone is thinking it, this someone, nobody can see me pointing at myself except for you. Well, we're, running, hey, we're, doing...
1: we're recording video, so we'll put it up if you like. So oh, yeah.
2: okay. This yeah. lady. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah.
2: um, so Like, you know, super care in all the batches and I really, like, wouldn't sell anything that I wouldn't eat myself, you know, and um, and make them for cocktails or sometimes for to use, like, in food, like, a lot of the inspiration comes from, from life all over the place. Yeah. Or I meet a new friend that has a serving flour mill and then all of a sudden I'm making these, like, peanut butter sandwich cookies that are so amazing. <laughs> uh
1: Gosh. I I love it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, we've had a we've had a run on brownies in this household and I was finally just like, oh. stop. Like, yeah. Don't br- just don't bring them in anymore because you know, <laughs> like yeah, the COVID nineteen or twenty-six or forty-five or whatever. I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And you have this beautiful, I love your kitchen back there. It's absolutely stunning. Oh, thanks. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have um I I just I just this is my house. I just bought a house, so I'm committed to Los Angeles mm-hmm. now. Yeah, so I live by little. But thank you. Yeah, yeah
0: thank I just you. I just
2: put that little thing in there.
0: Yeah.
2: And actually, this lighting fixture. since we're talking about my kitchen.
0: Sure. I've
2: been carrying around since one of my apartments in Chicago. Like I've been bringing this light fixture from apartment to apartment to apartment to apartment, to apartment for. I no joke. I'm gonna to have to say 18 years. I've wow. been carrying this light fixture on and never found a place for it. And my house is from 1940s, and so is my lamp. So oh my
0: goodness.
2: Trust your intuition. Just stick with it. That's I'm carrying this lamp around all over the country.
1: <laughs> it's your light. You know? That's fantastic. It is,
2: light. That's
1: cool. Who's, is it a dog or a cat running around? Who would I see in the background?
2: Uh, yes, there's definitely there's two dogs. One, we're going to let sleep because when this all started, uh-huh. um, looking for mulch on free Craigslist and uh, come get this dog free puppy... A free dog, it said. Yeah. With a photo of a dog on a tiny little rope and I just jumped in my car and went and picked up the dog and uh-huh. I rescued a dog wow. that ended up only being ten weeks old. Wow. And I knew that it was a rescue, so it was gonna be a handful in general, but I didn't realize handful and PP training and so <laughs> Oh, uh, her name's Strudel. Strudel's sleeping. We're going to keep it that way for a little bit. But I'm sure at some point in our conversation, she'll want some attention. So I have Schnitzel, who's my guy, who's probably the one that you see. Yeah. He's, uh, we went for a nice long walk. I had to poop him out.
0: Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: My like kids, I pretty much like took them to the pool just now, ran them around, and now they're napping. So I could, so I could girl okay. talk
1: with my yes. lady. Totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, and... Oh gosh and i I got a hold of uh the blackberry bay leaf, oh my goodness oh, yeah. by the way so good Thank you. uh it's Thank so and so you've got a lot of really interesting yeah you know, apricot ginger blackberry bay leaf, blueberry basil or basil, depending on where yep. you're talking um, Which one? yes uh bourbon blood orange marmalade, cranberry orange holiday marmalade, and what is granny superstar apple butter is that a uh Where's that recipe from?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, that's from my great grandma actually, so hence the
1: nice. So, oh, I wanted to ask you, what's in Manhattan Magic that jam?
2: Manhattan Magic is a cherry jam, hmm. and I, again, I don't know if this is a Midwestern thing, but my grandparents were straight up Manhattan drinkers all the time. Uh. I've been a bartender for quite a few years and i always joked that the first drink i ever made was the manhattan because as soon as i was able to like hold bottles i was a bartender for my grandparents and i always knew it was like two whiskey and one sweet vermouth like that was the recipe right. it didn't matter how big the container was because granted my grandparents drank it, like in sun tea containers
0: right but,
2: um God bless that that whole era, right? Yeah. I don't know how they did it. Um, So, (laughs) so I, so Manhattan Magic, I was making a cherry jam for Donut Friends, which is a donut chain out here in Los Angeles. Right. And they just wanted a cherry jam. And as I was making it, I was tasting, tasting, tasting and joking with the other girls I was cooking with and I was like "Ah, cherries just don't taste the same unless they come out of my grandma's drink right so I was like because when I was a kid the first cherries I had were the cherries that my grandma would take out of her cocktail
0: yeah
2: and hand to me and the little super sword at whatever restaurant we were at you know they're like the greatest treat but I was like cherries just don't taste the same unless they're soaked in booze <laughs> so what i did is i checked the base jam which when i'm experimenting with flavors i said a lot like just make a base jam and then add things to it see how the flavors work together textures like um whether i want pieces or chunks or just like um I'll sometimes i have to make like an extract like the blueberry basil
0: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> the basil was so inconsistent that i had to make like a specific basil extract, mm. so that way I could keep uh, recipes with, like more like things you know, don't think about when you start making big batches. Like right. how do I my consistency? Right. But with the Manhattan magic, I just literally poured a Manhattan in there. So when I make the big batches now, it's cherry jam, and I add rye whiskey, sweet vermouth, wow. and bitters, just like you would a Manhattan. What I was going for is the cherry in a Manhattan. Yeah. So that that's. the the story behind the name behind the jam
0: that's awesome
2: it was almost it was almost grandma's kisses yeah because a manhattan just a chair of a manhattan is like sweet kisses from my grandma yeah but um i went with manhattan magic actually at first it was the manhattan project and people are like what does this have to do with the movie manhattan project and i was like okay manhattan
1: magic in it <laughs> <laughs> very different connotation so yeah i
2: know i know
1: it's, oh my it's gosh. funny right like it's every fair. little yeah every well, little words thing. matter right people have connotations <laughs> like but do they didn't they just disappear yeah like a few years
2: ago <laughs> yeah
1: oh my goodness anywho yeah this is so fun i think everyone they're delicious and it's laura ann L a u r a a n n s Laura Ann's Jams J a m s dot com. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes, um, so you can check it out. That is so fun. And gosh, so you grew up in Chicago, yeah?
2: Grew up in Chicago. <laughs> I was in a rock. I was in multiple rock bands in Chicago, and I, when I moved out here,
1: yeah. When was that? It
2: was. Uh, oh, I just figured out the other day that I. I'm gonna go with oh no! I figured it out because the Gates Project was the same year, so it was like 2004. Okay, I think 2004, 2005, somewhere near there. This mm-hmm. is when I moved here, and I just bought my house two years ago, so it took about that long. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it here. I'm I'm super happy in Los Angeles. Yeah, i, I just. I was lucky, though, because from touring and having friends through rock and roll, I had a solid base already. Mm. And with the way the world changed at that same time. So about that long ago, the way the Internet and the way we're connected and the fact that we could even have this video chat right now. Like, Mm. you know, I think my rock and roll past kind of pressed me for all that. Yeah. Like I already have you know,
1: I'm like an expensive mailing list, down not yes. <laughs> i I did theater back in Seattle and and also with Burning Man and other things. You have communities, right, that sort of prep you for other things you do in your life sometimes in my technology community and they all blend in very interesting ways, you know? So, right? It
2: Isn't it fascinating? Yeah. And like whenever I'm, because I've also like men's restaurants and stuff yeah, right. and, you know, I hate being that like constantly giving advice like older lady like i used to be in a band and i let me tell you about back in the day when we actually like gave cassettes to people you know yes. you had to do a mailing of postcards because emails didn't exist uh,
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean yeah i had um shelly pike in, um i had her on and she She's a songwriter um, and she's, she's in our age bracket. And uh, we were talking a lot about putting up music and how all of that has changed so much. And, you know, she, um, she wrote what a girl wants, uh, the Christina Aguilera song and lots of other things. And was talking about when sort of similar in, in talking with you about how you came up with with the jams and stuff is that it's like all of a sudden you're sort of right place, right time. And one thing kind of happens, right. And all of a sudden you're like, Well, this is different. Okay, I'm in. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you
2: got to roll with it. But then your friends from, you know, I'm still having some of my friends that used to help me write my bios for my band to like come up with quirky things. Like it's still my good girlfriend, so they're still amazing writers. Yep. And I know that they love food the same way I love food. So it's been interesting. I also think that it's given me like a um a really great leg up with understanding promotion Mm. and understanding an interview to be able to talk to somebody and kind of like know how to go through that yeah i'm lucky that i was on stage and i can be comfortable with being able to talk to people it's something like when you have it as they say you could take it for granted but it's really difficult and i Mm -hmm. see so many people struggle that are amazing artists i mean food is a fine art just like music as far as I'm concerned and how similar they are like promoting the arts, whether you're a painter, whether you're, um, like I do all of these pop-up events, right? Right. So, um, I'm the jam lady, but next to me is the peanut brittle lady. And that's just the food people and the olive oil lady and the balsamic lady and the honey lady Yeah. and the coffee guy. And then there's, um, the lady that does the caricatures of your dog, and there's like all of that. People that are making jewelry and yeah. people that are making glasses and hair ties and yeah. hand sanitizers. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. right. Well, of, I guess all the people that are like everything. Farmers markets. Did you do? Do you do farm? Did you ever do that? I've
2: never done a farmers market proper, but I do a lot of those pop up things like yeah, yeah, yeah. la right. or Arturo like Jackalope, one of my favorites.
1: I love this Okay, cool. Yeah, I hey, hey. I've so many people at my farmers market here in Marina Del Rey who are amazing. Like I've gotten to know all the, the farmer folks. Yeah. And Amy Guerrero, she was selling essential oils, and she's now a thrive recovery folk. You know, a coach for sober. I mean, it's just it's amazing. Like and right? it's, like, everybody's also. It's One thing, but they also have side hustles. You know, like everybody's kind of doing a couple of things too, and it's yeah, it's our
2: new world, girl. You have to do a little bit of everything because if we didn't learn it before uh, COVID happened, yeah, we all understand now that even if you think something's secure, it can be taken away in a day. Yeah, I coming from the restaurant industry, like oh gosh, with everything that's happening, my empathy is like. Yeah, broken. Because yep. these are people that already live check to check, yep. barely getting by, minimum wage, counting on their tip. And not only did your restaurant or cafe or whatever close completely, but it might not come back. Like not only do you not have a job, but you might not be able to go back to a job. And um yeah, I've been bringing a lot of people food. I've been like really helping out, like the cleaning people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like The trickle down of the amount of people that are just hurting, and yeah, it's so difficult. But, um, I think if you don't have multiple income sources in general in life, yeah, whether you are a jam lady and I don't know, and I totally. put out I'm with you, book or, but I don't know who knows what I'm gonna do, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, I think. we're We're all (laughs) all, we're all learning about it about you know and i with my business you know with marketing you know i have the gamut of clients you know that you know from some of the largest technology companies in the world to folks who are individual contributor businesses you know um that are trying to figure it out and like what do i do now you know i have this product or i have this service and either you know, I'm trying to reinvent it or I'm trying to go virtual or whatever, you know, and it's it's about how to like take all the beautiful skills that you have that, you know, you may not be able to go back to and how do you translate them into something that you could do, you know? I mean, we all need right. to pay for our lives.
2: Well, mon- well, monetizing things changed the day again, yeah. you know, like just how we did things has to change because yeah. there's a pandemic and we yeah. don't want to get each other sick and we're thoughtful, wonderful people yeah. that are all in this together. Yep. So, um, yes, I like going to concerts, but if I can't go, and that means that people aren't going to get sick, but I get to watch, oh my gosh, what did I watch? I think like last week or something. It was Jill Scott and Erica Badu like,
0: mm. in
2: this like um throw down and they basically just played records and DJed and talked, and i felt like i was hanging out with my girlfriends and i love them both so much yeah and it was so magical and i was like gosh this is kind of like it's nice and i love that all the artists are doing something mm-hmm. smart to yeah. like raise some money yeah like even while they're on they're like hey go to our store and buy a t-shirt
1: yeah absolutely you know yeah. I love that. And and watching people do it and also have a kid scream or have a dog bark. <laughs> or, you know, like you're like from your bed in your pajamas and you're like, whatever. Or, you know, like you're trying to do it yourself and you can't figure it out because usually you have an entourage of people that are like zhuzhing and whatnot and everything else. Uh, I'm figuring this out with my phone and okay, let's do it. You know, like like that is so, like, that's that's an exciting piece of this that is you know it's what we have to do you know um but it is kind of it's cool to see people's humanity in that way and and then you know it's just I I agree with you it's about caring for each other too because there's people that are taking care of us that are working really really hard to do so you know so
2: yeah being healthy and then there's people like lost lost in the yeah the the behind the scenes people yeah like I mean of course I keep going back to like Restaurants or rock and roll because that's my world. Yeah. Um, but uh, lighting guys, mm-hmm. sound guys, yeah. uh, like when are they going to be able to get back to work? And these are people that have been doing it their whole lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, have to change your skill set. What are you going to do? How are you going to take the like what you know how to do? Yeah. And help somebody's yeah. Uh, yeah. audio work. Like my text behind a big.
1: Up here. yeah yeah <laughs> it's like when, when somebody like with some it's like they're like the the hollywood bowl has canceled its entire season or this or other you know it's like people sometimes think about well oh the 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 singers and the artists i mean those places employ hundreds of people you oh know, my
2: gosh
1: right and, it, yeah. and
2: it's, it's the ushers yeah who have been like like um i very much enjoy going to game
0: mm-hmm. so
2: I that was one of the first things I thought about and I lived in Echo Park for a really long time when I first got here yeah. so I went from like a I defected from Cubs to Dodgers fan because I was so because I kept going to all the Dodgers games and I started not knowing any of the Cubs players and I was right. like oh
0: I'm
2: like, yeah. defected and of course my family's like absolutely not <laughs> ah. like no I'm still a Bears fan so I think we're okay in my <laughs> Chicago sports loyalty, but I'm a Dodger girl now. So sorry, yeah. mom. Uh, <laughs> what's more like my sister. Sorry, Marge.
0: Yeah.
2: Go, go Cubs. They're number 2 behind yeah. the Dodgers. But anyway, so, um, but that's one of the first things I thought of when there was like, no more events besides my personal friends at the echo and the echo Plex, like the smaller yeah. rock and roll venues. Right. Um, Like, that's my circle of friends. So knowing, like, how hard hit they're going to be for how long. um, All my movie industry friends, my makeup artist friends, my gosh, they're going to be out of work for a year. Yeah, At this point. Yeah. Like, hope. I mean, the thing that's sad is, like, hopefully a year. And they also have to make it. So, yeah, so lots of bread sharing, lots of... um, Yeah. I've been going... A friend of mine does meals like meal delivery Mm -hmm. so i'll go help them pack the orders at the end and if there's any leftover food i take it to like the people that i know aren't getting any kind of Mm -hmm. like uh, assistance Yeah. yeah a lot of people have been lucky to get assistance and that's another thing too you know the government's been pretty good at helping a little bit for right now but boy yeah i'm just
1: you know, I can't yeah. bring enough uh, vegetarian lasagnas to people. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and I've I've been talking to friends in many cities, and you know, a friend who works and who's a manager for Trader Joe's, and friends who are you know the nurses and doctors and stuff, and they're That's exhausted. Me. You know, they're exhausted, and yeah, to help support,
2: working to the bone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we are in a we are in a time. I, 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 okay. I yeah. Um,
2: you know what, though, it's like a time of reflection, but it's also a time of giving. Yes. So agreed. you know, even what you're doing with your podcast, like people need this type of stuff. You need a sense of community. And you need to come together, mm-hmm. find your tribe, and hang out with them a little more um, <laughs> in a little more present of a way. Let's just say, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, for sure, like that. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well.
2: Yeah, even like my new girlfriends is the same thing. When they're not like exhausted, flopped on the couch, it's so nice to have a little like Zoom connection yeah, and sure. see each other, hear about each other's days.
0: And yeah,
2: absolutely. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, over some toast and jam and coffee. It's yes, the
1: best. <laughs> 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 Make some toast and jam after this for sure. I'm like, I've like been thinking about since we're talking about. It, I'm like, oh. Mm.
2: I know you're looking at all the flavors. It's no, no, hard no, no,
1: no, not no, no, to be no, no, like, yeah, ooh. Yeah. so like I love it. And just start giving some too. So it's great. Well, um I, I'm worried about the jackhammers. So I'm going to probably wrap oh. this up. Although I've loved, I could just chat with you for like another hour
2: <laughs> or two. You are welcome to call me back anytime.
1: Hey, okay, we could totally do that. Record or
2: not record? What's okay. that, girl? I'm pretty
1: easy. Yay. Easy, easy Cover Girl, as say, right? I guess. I know.
2: Yeah. And when this is all over, we could meet at the hideout for one of the block parties or something. Yes.
1: Shout out for the hideout. So I'm on a Shout out
2: for the hideout.
1: Um, so anyway, um, yes. So the last question, uh, that I always ask everybody and, uh, it is all about, you know, I'm really interested in sparks and moments, um, in our lives that, um, seat us in who we are in the moment of today. And so curious if maybe you could pick one out for our listeners, that's either person, place or thing, but like some spark, some moment that really brings you to who you are in this moment right now. From your past,
2: well, for today,, well, no. <laughs> during this time of reflection, you think about kind of these big moments that changed you, and in two thousand and nine, I was in a terrible motorcycle accident and almost lost my foot and it was really bad and one of my friends, a former bandmate, actually put together a benefit concert for me and all of these people played the concert and gave money and it was really interesting and humbling. First of all, you know, you're humbled because I went from being able-bodied to handicapped like day, and dealing with whether or not I was going to be in a wheelchair. It was, it was a really big struggle, but in those early moments before I even knew what was ahead of me, Everybody came and everybody gave to help me. And this money that I made from this one concert left me, I'm not joking, like almost to like the day that I could stand and work again. Like it was exactly enough money. Like the universe gave me exactly what I needed just to get by. Nothing extra, no no less. Like I never worried about like eating because I had this like little chunk of money. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. And I feel like I'm personally kind of like public property <laughs> because everybody donated to right. me. Um, it made me able to be able to navigate my life so much differently with so much more gratitude.
0: Yeah.
2: Not that I didn't have it before, but I think, it, it's something that sometimes is inside and you have these like moments that really let you bring it out. So I think like for me, the most life changing moment was the day of that concert, and there was one point where I like got up on the stage and you look out and it was at the Echoplex there was like a couple thousand people all just like giving me all of this love like all at once. And yeah. um, so I think about that a lot. I'm gonna get ulterior. I know you're making
1: me misty. Yeah, that's
2: it. It was, um, wonderful and actually kind of helped propel my company too but because of that concert. They there was a few articles about me it was it's like, oh, the jam lady, and it was this like kind of big concert. Okay. <laughs> Billy Corgan played, so it was like this wow. huge, yeah, scene. okay, yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing because, you know, whatever, I'm special. And, uh, like, all of these fans, like my gosh, it was it was a star-studded extravaganza. But it was just so special. And um, I really, I don't know, I'm still really grateful. I, yeah. would, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for it. I, I might have had to pick up and move. I don't
0: know, to Arizona in my mom's house, <laughs> right, right, right. which shout out to mom, but yes, but.
2: shout out to mom that so I know if something happened, I can move into your house in Arizona, <laughs> but let's
1: not let that happen. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, that thank you. Well, shout out to everybody who was involved with that. That's super wonderful. Yes. And thank you for I sharing
2: that. that. That's,
1: that's a big one for sure. Wow.
2: Was a big one, and yeah. I. I I give as much as I got, Yeah. I'm, I'm
1: always conscious of that. I'm really just try to spread the love, baby. Yep. <laughs> spread the joy. Spread the love. Spread the jam. Okay, she said
0: spread it.
1: Spread the jam. <laughs> uh, pick out the jam. Yep, absolutely. Ah, but, what a delight! I'm so thank you for doing this. I was so happy to meet you and eat your beautiful jam and also just have another chance to chat with you and now it's over we're going to chat lots so there we go so that's all
2: right well must. thank you so much.
1: yeah absolutely Enjoy your
2: jack hammering yeah. and your next brownies we'll see how that
1: <laughs> we'll see how that goes <laughs> absolutely okay sounds good and we're gonna put everything in the show notes for uh laura ann's wonderful jams and everyone that has been another wonderful i think episode of the mavens do it better podcast here's to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere wishing you all safety and good health and take care of each other and uh we'll talk again soon thank you The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.